What's up and welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel and I'm here with a special guest. We've been friends for a while. Uh, you've seen him on the show because we did a special episode of Haiti a few years ago. Uh, my friend, Pat June. Hey, man, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. And you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, you know, just uh, living in your Brunswick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the way it is, you know, the weather and everything. Yeah. So for those people that don't know you, Pat, because we're friends, right? So we know each other and I know kind of your background. So tell people a little bit about you. Yeah, like, uh, um, yeah, like everybody's, I was born in the country, which is, <laughs> which is 80. And I, I did all my high school and elementary school in 80. And I moved to uh, Canada in 2007. And I moved to Montreal. I didn't stay uh for long, and I and I and I start uh, studying at University of Moncton, that we, that was obviously in French, and after one semester, I went to ship again to uh, finish my bachelor degree in information management, which is like you know a combination combination um, of uh, business administration and IT. So I, I wanted to get you know uh, um, both. You know, you know, different uh, education, not only uh, specific, uh, you know, in business administration field, I want something to in IT so that would that, that match my needs at that time. So I went there and I, when I finished uh, uh, high school, you know, I was, you know, I got involved in different community and association. And I was in Chicago and I was the president of uh, the student association. And I was, I got involved in different committees, you know, um, uh, international relation um, committees, and I was on the board go board of governor of Univers University of Moncton because I was the president. I have to represent uh, the student uh, at different level, you know, of uh, um, of administration uh, with with University of Moncton. After that, you know, I was I did a lot, lot of volunteer in my community from Chicago to Batters. I moved to Batters when I start my job with. Uh, uh, the equivalent of literacy coalition of New Brunswick that was Federation Defensation of New Brunswick, which is uh, Kodak NB actually. So I was like uh, marketing communication uh, advisor for them for almost seven year, uh, seven seven months. And when the uh, actual uh, executive director at that time retired, so um, I applied for that job and I get promoted to executive director of Kodak NB. And I worked there like four years and a half. And after a while, you know, sometimes uh, with our generation, we need some changes. So I applied for a job um, with uh, government, uh, New Boston government. And as a, uh, a strategist, information management strategist. And I started in 20, 2015. And uh, since and since September, I want after four to five years, I wanted to change again, so I moved to the HR side. Since September, I am uh, human resources consultant uh, for uh, Minister of Transportation and 
and infrastructure. So is and after that, I used to go in AED very often to do some volunteer to to meet my uh, uh, my friends, my family, the people in my community to you know uh, do different things. You know, uh, community uh, development projects. So I've, yeah, I'm. I'm always busy, like everyone. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it. I don't know yeah. if you have uh, specific questions for me. I can go in deeper details for you. Well, we we can. I have many many questions, but again, mm-hmm. I I just want to make sure that that people know that, like I know because I know you're a very active guy. You're a very mm-hmm. busy guy. Mm-hmm. You're involved in the community. You're involved in the society. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're always working, and you're you know you work a lot like i yeah. know that you work a lot yeah and and you're, you're very you're a very active guy so that that's one of the things that i that i know about you mm-hmm. now i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back to you because you're one of the persons that i think can break down haiti the best and i talk to a lot of haitian people uh i'm dominican like we're neighbors we, i know the situation but you're you're one of the guys that i think gives the full picture of the whole thing right mm-hmm. so break it down uh, as best as you could say how was life in haiti so when i was growing up what you or that's your life when you were growing up yeah when i was growing up in haiti it was you know i i was born in a small uh small city uh look you know it was the same as uh you know, if you know Capule, if you know Chipagan, you know, small places close to the uh, ocean, you know, the beach, and everybody knows each other. And it's a peace, peaceful uh, city until now. And, you know, we, when I was growing up, you know, I had the chance to do, to go to fish, to go to hunt, and to go to do different stuff with my friends. It was amazing. And and we had access to uh, the foods, uh, or you know some different activities. I used to do my friend. You don't just go in the woods, and you know you will get mangoes, you will get oranges, oranges, like different, you know, uh, watermelon. And because my my parents they they, they uh, have a farm, so and I've been raised with chickens and animals, and you know everywhere in 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 our backyard. It was it was very amazing, you know, when you when you live when, when you live in, in in small cities, you know. After that, I moved to uh, when I turned ten to eleven years because of you know uh, what people think about the small cities. When you do your high school in the small cities, it does not seem it has the same value when you do it in the capital. Every parent's mind is to get their children to go to a private school in the capital. So what happened to my father, I was the third, you know, family of four, I'm, I'm the third in the family. I have two older siblings and, small, and, 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 and another brother. And, and when I moved, I was the third in the family. My father said, you know what, I know, um, I, he, he knows me. He said, you know, I, I, I will, I will, um, I will help you uh, reach, you know, your education goals. And because the way I used to talk to him, even if I was younger, and when I moved to Port-au-Prince, I was uh, 11 uh, years and I had to live with my aunt. She was blind. So I have to go, you know, just walk one hour uh, to go to school and back one hour. He gave me money to pay the taxi, but I didn't want to pay the taxi. I, I want to... I, 
I, I try to save money. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I you know it was my mind, you know, just to save money. Even if you give me um, money to spend, I just don't spend it. I just walk, walk one hour to go in, one hour to come back. And because my aunt was blind, I was to take uh, care of my own at 11 years. So study did my my high school in the, in one of the uh, best high private private high school in Port-au-Prince called uh, College Canado Haitian. It was uh, managed by Asian and Canadian, so it is private high school. It was it was great, but when I moved from Port-au-Prince to Port-au-Prince, it was a hell shock because I don't recall when I was growing up in Posalu, I saw people, dead people, you know? So in Port-au-Prince, it's horrible because, you know, first time I remember I was going to school and I could see people, you know, die, they got killed, that shot overnight. And, you know, they were on a, you know, a pile of garbage and, and um, pig uh, were eating certain parts, you know. When you, I saw that, you know, like uh, 25 years ago, and it's still in my mind. I said, man, what the heck happened to to the capital? The capital is horrible. You, for your self safety, robbers are everywhere, and the, it's not safe, you know. I said, why my parents decided to send that little man? You know, I used to be with my friends in the woods, you know, uh, hunting and go to the ocean, you know, fishing and uh, riding donkeys and riding horses, you know, having good time in my, in, in Porsalo. When all of a sudden, change have changed and I start seeing stuff. You know, it didn't stop me. So I continued to with my high school and uh, I think I did great. And when I was in the uh, equivalent of grade five, no, grade 11, or the same uh, as in Canada, they call it uh, Reto. When I was in Reto and the guy from Moncton, uh, Lujan Saint-Cyr, he arrived with uh, another Madame Liza to do a presentation about University of Moncton uh, to present uh, what kind of program you can apply it for. And, and I decided to uh, contact Lujan and get my admission admission at University of Moncton. So yeah, so also, when I and I applied and I came here. So you you, you did the the application from Haiti to 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 Canada. Exactly to yeah to directly to uh to, to University of Moncton because University of Moncton sent uh, people to Haiti to do some presentation in different high school. They can recruit students. Okay, so that's one of the things that I want to point out because I've been to Haiti and the first time I went to Haiti, uh, I went for a carnival in Jack Mel. Oh, one great. of the most beautiful places I ever seen. One of the most beautiful places I ever seen. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is amazing. This is great. This is awesome. And and that opened my eyes. But it, it happened to me like you. When I went to Port-au-Prince, I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one that's what i think and and correct me if i'm wrong and and tell me your experience that's one of the misperceptions that people have about haiti that they think it's all port-au-prince because mm-hmm. everything we see is from there but we don't see the other side of things and the mm-hmm. countryside or the other places that mm-hmm. again 
it's a poor country. We're not saying that it's not. It is. Mm -hmm. But there's other sides to Do you think mm -hmm. that's one of the big misconceptions that people have about Haiti? It's, it's, it's normal. You know, when you were talking about United Kingdom, you know, and Kingdom, you were talking about London, big cities. When talking about Canada, you're talking about Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto. It's normal. When talking about Dominican Republic, people will say, you know, Santo Domingo, Puerto Plata, Punta Cana, in Samana, La Vega, you know, uh, San Pedro de Macorís, Boca Chica. Uh, people will mention the most common cities they used to hear and and it's very it's same thing for Puerto for Haiti normally when you you are talking about Haiti people will say man two things oh you're from Puerto Prince or from Jamel or Caprician Cabo Haitiano uh, but uh, it's 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 easy for people to think Puerto Prince represent Haiti Puerto Prince is like um represent probably five percent of Haiti because in Jatmel it's safe to go there in Port Salou in um Cabo Haitiano um Cap uh, Cap it, it is safer to go and, and you know it's the, the environment the nature and it's very it's very nice very beautiful and like Jatmel it's the best place to go when it comes to carnival and even if you know it's safe it's nice people they are like you know very uh They will welcome you, uh, you know, in a good way. So I I try to explain people and show them some different pictures. For for example, for my home uh, in my hometown. So to uh, try to uh, remove the perception about uh, Haiti, it's a poor country. It's 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 um it's a dirty country. People uh, don't wear. Uh, clean clothes and different stuff, you know, trying to convince people when, yeah, I, I, I when people mention about, you know, uh, when people said, yeah, you, you come from Haiti, I said, yeah, do you know, performance? yeah, I, I studied there, I do my, my high school there, but I didn't stay there long, and I, I'm a soft guy, you know, I'm a soft guy, it's a nice place, and I'm proud of it, but when it's come to performance, what I'm trying to do for the next couple of years, if I'm going to visit in Haiti, if I can avoid <laughs> To go to Puerto Prince, that's what I that's what I will do. Just take a airplane to from um, Montreal to Puerto Prince, and another airplane from Puerto Prince to my hometown. I don't want to deal with Puerto Prince because it's getting bad, nasty too. Yeah, it it is. I mean, uh, uh, this is what I tell people: when the president can get it, anybody can get it. <laughs> anybody can get it. Yeah, yeah, really, anybody can get it. Like yeah. if they can kill the president, they can kill anybody. Like because the yeah. president is supposed to be. The most protected man in the nation. In the nation, and if if yeah. they can do it like that, and and I can see why you avoid a Puerto Prince. So, yeah. and I and I think that's the that's the thing. I mean, I think uh, I think every like you said, I agree that like when people mention the the places, uh, the big the the countries they mentioned the big places like UK, London, you know, Ireland, Dublin, uh, United States, New York, right? Like yeah. this, that's definitely what they calm down. So, mm -hmm. you've been here for for quite a while, and the you and like you said you come from a small place in haiti so when you came here was it a shock to come here or was it kind of natural because it was a small place that you were used to yeah when i was much earlier yeah, it was a shock because i arrived in the middle of the winter i left in the uh with uh, 32 degrees and then i was in material it was uh, january uh, 16 so it was the middle of the winter it was you know minus 32 You know, the only difference I had, you know, just the minus 32 and minus 32. 
you know so that was a huge shock for me you know i i couldn't understand how people you know manage to survive in that kind of uh weather so i managed to to live with it and the foods is not the same thing you know when you eat food in uh, um dominican republic or in 80 sometimes the food uh is very energetic and here it seems like when even if you eat an orange it's not the same as back home you are eating um banana it's not the same you know the energy the, the taste is not the same so the, you 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 have to eat more uh compared to what you used to eat before because this the um, it seems you know it's not like uh, natural food so you need more to satisfy your uh calories calories needs or your inner you know your energetical needs so yeah that was uh the, the food and the weather was a was was quite big but what i what when i won't move to chipagan you know i had access to seafood the ocean and stuff like that so i i like it it was kind of i think you know i feel like i was living the dream like i was back home but the only thing it was so windy during winter also when i got in chipagan in 2007 we were three asian guy who studied at the university of mcdonald it seems like we were new people didn't get used to us i remember the first apartment we rent we got like 12 different 12 people visited us the same day you know you know the, the, the people had different you know misconception about us like oh just People they come from big families, they are rich. Some people they say, no, this guy from Haiti, they are poor. Like they have different, they want to touch your skin and different stuff. It was weird. This was wild in Chibagan uh, during my experience. But it was it was okay. People were curious. And like I said, in our apartment where we rent, where we rented, we were three Asian guys. We had like, you know, the traffic with people come to visit us, to talk to us. Uh, young, 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 young uh, people at our age at that time. So it was it was crazy, but after you need to live the live the life, experiencing different stuff into life. Sometimes people will judge you based on your color of skin. Sometimes they do not. Sometimes they are curious. You can't even know what they are thinking. And when you go yeah. to the restaurant, you go to uh, to Tim Horton, for example, like in Spain at that time, uh, all eyes on you, all eyes on you. You cannot run for it. You go for a coffee, and people will like stare at you, like man. So you get used to that after a while, but you know, but yeah, after, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, uh, and I refer the first time I ever drank lemonade out of a box was here. Was here? Oh, every that was the first time ever. I mm -hmm. every time I drank lemonade, I took the lemons out of the tree, mm -hmm. I cut them, I put them, mm -hmm. I did the juice, I put the water, I did no. the sugar, and I drank mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That's how I had I drank lemonade all my life. Mm -hmm. The first time that I was like, "Where's the lemons at?" I, I didn't know, like, "Oh, you have to buy it. You yeah. have to buy it from lemonade." Which I, I remember, I bought three or four lemons, and it was like four dollars or something. Yeah. I, and I was like, "And the lemon juice, the 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 box, the whole thing was like two fifty. So, so I was like, I, I was like, whoa, like, yeah, yeah. How come yeah. this is cheaper than yeah. if I want to do the lemons myself? So I, so yeah. I said, like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna buy, buy yeah. the, the the box. And I was yeah. like, I can't believe I'm drinking lemonade out of a box. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but it, and, and also that's the other thing. Like the food is the seasoning. 
is not the same right so no, when no. you do like the, the season that we do sometimes i remember my mom used to do her own season and she used to blend like the, the tomatoes the lettuce and, and the onions and the peppers and she used to blend them and put the seasoning into the stuff yeah. uh and, and here yeah you, you you're kind of right uh but one thing that kind of gets you the most is that when you went in ship again like people don't understand that part of racism that it's like they look at you as an object yep that they look at you like like yeah you are not from here we get it that you're not from here but we want to touch you and feel because you're different mm -hmm. and you're like whoa wait a minute <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> yeah hold on there <laughs> yeah I, i'm not a toy or, yeah. <laughs> or or a box like yeah. like like talk to me we can talk but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean you know that you can touch my skin and my hair and my all hair. that no. crap no. just because if you i wouldn't nobody would do that in the street like anybody no, 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 like no, no. You, you you wouldn't go to anybody and just touch them no, no, no you no, wouldn't no, do no. that no. but because they see you different they see you like a like an alien They, they touch it. And that's part of racism. People don't understand that that's racist. Like you're not, you wouldn't do that to another white person. You would talk to them. Yeah. That's what you would do. You would yeah. do like, Hey, how you doing? Where you're from? Uh, what do you like? Like you, you judge them on their character. And if you think mm -hmm. they're an asshole, you're like, mm -hmm. okay, they're an asshole. If you think they're good people. They're good people. But you don't go and like, can I touch your hair? Or like, they like, so I, I think that's, that, that's a good point that you made. because I, I think a lot of people think is curiosity. Mm -hmm. but it's really being it's really telling you like oh you're an object you're not you're not human to me yeah yeah they're trying to touch you to prove you know to prove that they are you know if if, if you're still human whatever they don't want to prove it and also the uh, the, the one part i sometimes i heard some international student mention when you first arrive in canada since you um come from like you know africa or you know a country mainly you know the country uh the, the population is mainly black so you you think all you know all white person looks the same it it will took it will took you a while it will take you almost six months like people who said oh, all chinese people look the same no they don't Like, you know, when you first get here, you will think all white people look the same. The same thing people say, all black people look the same. For example, there was, there was a guy, yeah, he's the mayor of Chipagan. <laughs> Sometimes, Kasim Dumbia. Sometimes people will call me Kasim Dumbia very often, even if I'm in a meeting. So they will just call me Kasim Dumbia because they will think all black, some people, they think all black people look the same. Yeah, it's, 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 it's normal because I can tell you when I was in Moncton in my first semester, I was confused all the time. And there, another thing I didn't mention, the accent, because I do speak French the same way I used to speak French in AD, it's not the same way they do speak French here. Even if at, at university, you know, I had a hard time to understand the way some teachers, they were, you know, they were teaching. It was, uh, it was that easy. Sometimes you want to understand and you want to uh be on um understood too so people don't rely sometimes even if you ask questions on that the, the teacher don't get it and the and and, and you know it's vice versa but it's, the communication part was uh, quite a big deal too yeah i heard that that i said that the 
the French is different. Uh, when I see people like if you come from Senegal, if you come from from different like again, most of the French is from France. Mm -hmm. uh, but here they have their a, a little bit of a because they there's a little bit of Acadian, a little bit of Quebecois, and a little bit of English kind of mixed into mixed, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I seen that and that's different. And again, as a person that French is the first language. Uh, and there's a in New Brunswick. There's a big francophone community. There's a big francophone African community. There's a, a francophone Haitian community. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think is the big misconception that people think when they when they think about Black francophones? Like, what do you think is the biggest mistake that people do when they try to recognize them? No, it's it's hard to think. You know, I can I can talk from my own experience because you know when uh, first we were living in a province where both languages they are official, and we have the official language act. And when you arrive here, you don't know you don't know uh, if uh, you should you know uh, be speaking English or French. You try you are trying to you know, move where you can speak your own language. For example, I knew I couldn't go, I could, at that time when I get here, I couldn't come to Fredericton to study because my English was not good at that time. So I moved to Chibag and I realized as a black person in, I mean, I can say francophone, I am, I am, I am francophone. As a black uh, francophone in New Brunswick, it's if you want to get involved in your community, you want to participate, you want to do, uh, you know, uh, you, you want, depending on on your goal, every, every immigrant should arrive here with their, own, with their own goal, they want to follow their own path. But I realized when I was in the Francophone community, I was, uh, uh, very uh, connected with the community because I was, I was, you know, I got involved in most of, most of uh, 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 provincial association, and I was on either on a committee or a board member of different committees. But when I move shift to the uh, um, anglophone side, it is not the same thing. It's not the same thing. So it's for the reason why people say, "Man, probably stop." Uh, uh, doing his community community activities, it's not the same. I it's it's hard for me since I moved to Fredericton. It's been for no you know for uh, six years to start uh, contributing in my community. You know, uh, but in the French side it was easier because I didn't have the language uh, barrier. Actually, I do speak English. I still find it hard, very hard. To get involved, to participate, to participate. So the misconception that um, what is it? People will, will think if you are French, black, Francophone, you come from Africa, because uh, when people will see me, the first thing they will ask, you know, you 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 come from Africa, you come from uh, like all uh, all the other uh, black people in New Brunswick. They will I don't like that because they will stereotype you. They will think, yo man, if you if you are black, you come from Africa, you come from a poor situation. That doesn't mean all black people uh, that decided to immigrate to study in New Brunswick they come from a poor situation where they live. You know, people are like 
uh, black people, uh, immigrants to the poverty. And, and I hate it. And I hate it. I don't like it. And if for the reason why I, I am still here in the commu uh, English community. I'm trying to do my best to get involved, to participate, to volunteer. But I found it was easier in different side. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that, and a lot of people relate to that as well. Um, and again, you're you're a community guy that you know you like to be involved, and and that's definitely something that you know when you when you're that part you want to make sure that you can be involved on on all sides but you, mm -hmm. it seems here like there's two sides which is it's like the english side mm -hmm. and there's the french side and they they move differently when oh, it comes for, to oh, completely different yeah yeah they, they move different which for me is a shocking because because it's like we're all in the same province right like we're all mm -hmm. in the same we, we're we're fighting and we are in the same but but because of a language we not only the language is different but the the structure It's different, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm like for a small place, it's it's a little it's still weird to me, mm -hmm. uh, just because it, we're not that big. It's not like we're like millions of people. Like we're New Brunswick, it's I think it's gonna be a million. It's eight hundred thousand, I think, mm -hmm. at, at this point. Yeah. Uh. So so yeah. So I definitely agree in in that in that sort. So I know we have limited time, so I'm gonna ask you uh two more questions before I mm -hmm. let you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, the first one is, what is like for you to be black in the Maritimes? To be back to be black in maritimes, it is like you know. Uh, sometimes we 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 have uh, that pressure. People will tell you. There are other black people will tell you. You know, uh, in every black people's mind, in you know wherever they they live, specifically in New Brunswick, they always say, you know, when you are a black person, you know to do uh, to prove yourself two times. You know, compared to Regular people who live in the in 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 in, in New Brunswick uh, to always put you need the, the 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 you need to prove uh, yourself all the time even if at your job you need to make sure you don't do mistake you know because you know what they always tell you that is that pressure that I feel that you need to make sure that everything you are trying to do even you know don't because don't don't try to do mistake because. Uh, you need to prove yourself two times. It's 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 a burden, and that other people don't really have. The, the, that pressure comes from not, you know, that that pressure comes from directly from us. You so, say you so you know, uh, Patrick, you work for that employer. You know, uh, you, it seems like you represent us. <laughs> it seems like you represent us, but you know, manage is good because you never know. Probably I will. I'll get, uh, I'll trying to get a job there too. But if uh, you represent us good there, probably they would like to work with black people. So, you know, you, you have you have that kind of pressure. People say, you know, trying to make it look good all the time. You never know because they will probably want to hire more black people. You know, that pressure, you feel constantly when you live in 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 in, 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 in New Brunswick, specifically, uh, In, in Frederick, Frederick Town, that is my that is my experience. Probably people, they they they, they, they see it different ways, but uh, yeah, I don't think I see. It. Yeah, it's the it's the burden and that that pressure you're living constantly all the time. You need to work harder. People okay, make you feel that, that. That that's fair, and uh, and I and I can definitely I I can relate to that as well. 
And my last question is, what do you hope for the future in Atlantic Canada? Because we both have kids, so and we know our kids are, are black kids, like color kids. What do you hope for the future brings to Atlantic Canada? My goal, you know, is mainly to support my kids, you know, in their educations and to make them proud, you know, uh, to be a Canadian citizen and to be proud also to be uh, part of the uh, heritage. And also they can start in the early age to get in, you know, get involved in the community, appreciate the community, love people in the community. And they can also um, try also to make a difference. You know, I, I've been, you know, people, people always ask me since I live in New Brunswick since 2007, so I mean, you know, 15 years ago, like 15 years from now, have I ever leave uh, racism? Uh, I said, you know, it does exist, but I there's there's a structure for that. I'm trying to avoid the maximum uh, possible situation where I will face that. You know, I will face it. Sometimes you cannot control it. You know, if it does happen in your workplace, if it does happen. If, if it, in, 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 in the community, you know, wherever it happen, happens, trying to, to, to solve it, it's not easy, just based on the context. I am fortunate that I don't have to deal with those things very often. When I was in Spagen, yeah, once in a while, yeah, I had issues with, uh, I, I, had, I had issues with uh, some people. Uh, uh, but it, 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 I, I, I was able to manage it. But some people they can't manage it, and it's it, it's bad. They need to uh, reach out for help, for support, for people who already live that same experience. Sometimes you can, but you can you, you can see it different ways. But my child, and what I always say that we are, I live in New Brunswick. In the I live in the Maritimes. I love in the, to live in the Maritimes, and I would like my kids to do the same to love it. Even if uh, it's a situation like I, I was trying to mention will happen to my kids, I want to give them the best tool possible to live with that, you know, to live in a maritime, even if some situation, if the people will judge them based on their color of skin, they will be ready to face it like I did it in the last 15 years. I, I, did, I, I don't say that in the next couple of years, I won't face stuff like this. Probably I will, but I know I will. I, I will probably face it. If otherwise, for the reason why, I'm trying to teach my children uh, to face it when it's happened, and and they need to feel like they are home. You know, yeah, that's I, not, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I feel that yeah, that this is their home. This is this is where they don't know anything else, and this is this is this, as much as theirs as is anybody else. So yeah. I, I I do appreciate that. So I mean, Patrick, we could talk for hours because I I mean, you're a well-traveled guy. You speak many languages. You, you know a whole like we could talk for hours, and, and mm -hmm. we're probably gonna have you back to talk about other topics because I know mm -hmm. we could talk about a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. But uh, yeah. if people want to find or talk to you, how could they find you? Um, you know, I used to be present on LinkedIn. They can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on social media. 
as my name is, my full name is Patrick Jern, but uh, you know, I just shot it a little bit like people in Frederick Don probably in the Maritimes, see what they do. If it's Wobert, if it's Robert, they will cut it to Warb. If it's Patrick, maybe they cut it to Pat. You know, if it's a Suzanne, they will cut it to Suze. Like they, they, you know, they try, they try to, you know, to have their name shorter. <laughs> so it's what I did. I, <laughs> I, 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 I just call myself Pat Jern, and they can reach out me to Instagram, Facebook, and you know. And mainly, I am a, I, I am a person. You know, I'm proud to speak Creole, my mother of tongue. Sometimes people say, yo, in my uh, Facebook friends, I have people who do who, who do speak Mandarin, uh, Spanish, French, English, and Creole. You just say, why are you always posting your language? I say, Facebook has a translation thing. You just click on the translation because I am very close to my mother of tongue. And my kids, even if they will be speaking French and English, they will. I, I will make sure they do speak Spanish and Creole too. So I speak for all the individual different languages at home. So mainly when it's come to write, to give my idea to anything, I will do it in Creole, but... When it's come to something in maritimes, I will do it in French or in English. But mainly, people will say, "Man, why this guy is? We are friend on Facebook. He kept posting things. He kept posting things in Creole. Yeah, that's my, my my natural, my first choice when it comes to languages. It's my mother of tongue. I use um, some people that it's okay for them to just do the translation. Some people they just you know, it's okay. But they can reach me out anytime. They can on social media. Yeah." All right, perfect. So, guys, uh, Pat June or Patrick June, however you yeah. want to do. Patrick, th thank you so much for being part of it. Again, we'll definitely have you again and, and talk different things. Uh, so, if you like our podcast, subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, don't forget to donate on PayPal if that helps out the project. Uh, rate us and give us a comment and follow us on social media, Black in the Maritimes. Peace out. Okay, thank you.